Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Let's Rethink This. I am Abby Berger, and today we are talking with one of our members, Gabe. And Gabe has been a member since about 2010, right? November 2010. And he has done a lot of different things around the clubhouse. He has worked a TE, two TEs, and um, he moved to St. Louis actually to join the clubhouse. So we're going to talk to him today about his experience being a member and how he got connected and just learn a little bit more about him. So welcome, Gabe. um... You moved to St. Louis. For this clubhouse. For this clubhouse. So how did you hear about the clubhouse and how did you move to St. Louis? Online. You heard about it online? Yeah. Did your family help yeah, you? Yeah. Who helped you? Uh, well, mom saw it online. Oh, okay. And, and I went to one in Texas, but it was nothing like this. No jobs. The only food to eat was uh, candy bars and Roman noodles. <laughs> <laughs> it got old quick. So you guys moved to St. Louis, and did you go on a tour of the clubhouse? I can't remember. I think we did. Yeah. That's a long ago. Yeah, and then you started working here. Yeah, on my CT, it ended at the beginning of last year. Yeah, so so how did you start with working a TE? Oh, I started with the one at Clean Uniform with the starting the hangers and throw it that wasn't too bent and dirty. Mm-hmm. The fun part about that was you get to listen to music the whole time while you're there. So that made it go faster. Yeah. And you love music. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of music? All right. From what decade? It can be new. It could be old 21st century. It could be 90s. I like the 90s stuff because it reminds me when I was a little kid. And a lot of some of that stuff I haven't heard in so long. Yeah. It brings back good memories. Yeah. So your first TE was at Clean Uniform. Yes. And, and I, I completed that for the six months in the Kennewood for six months. I finished both of them. That's awesome. Good job. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Did you have to go to work every single day? Um, the Kennewood, no. Clean, yes. Mm-hmm. How long did you work each day? Which one? Uh, at uh, Kennewood? Yeah. Two times a week. Okay. For how many hours? Oh, took about an extra hour for me to get everything done. So about five. So you liked both of those TE experiences? Yeah. How did Independent Center support you while you were they doing that? They came out and check on me. And just make to sure. see how I'm doing uh, check up in how I'm doing with the boss or something. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody's working together. Yeah. That's cool. So what was it like for you to work a TE? Like, had you had a job ever before? Um, in Texas, I, uh, it wasn't like the cleaner, but it was, it was for a lady who owned uh, group homes. And I asked, if, we asked if we could uh, get a, uh, if I could cut the front and back lawn and um, 
I got paid thirty dollars for it. Nice. It was from a lady from Goop Homes, and I had to go to her office place to get a check. And that that's was about this only about the only work I had before the other two. Yeah. So when you come when you came to the clubhouse at first, what did you do at the clubhouse? Like what part of the work order day did you do? When I come here? Yeah. Remember when it's uh supplement I like to do. Sometimes they last for three days. Sometimes it only lasts for two days, but I have to check it about every day. So can you tell everybody listening what the is? Yeah. The is we go through and the supply closets with toilet paper, paper towels, glass cleaner, and uh, small lunch traffic, stuff like that, and Kleenexes. And I, I don't do the liquid soap no more. Uh, Staff does that, you know, they've been doing it for a while. Yeah, so you just really try to make sure everybody in the clubhouse has all the cleaning supplies that they need. Yeah. And how often do you have to do that every day? Um, it's between every two or three days, but I have to, I have to check it every day because it, you never know when it's got it. They're going to need stuff. Right, right. That's true. So how often do you come to the clubhouse? Usually it's uh, four times on the weekday and one on the weekend, so that's about five. And how do you get here? I get here by myself. Like, do you take the bus? Do you drive? Yeah, public transportation. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, you know how, did you know how to use public transportation before you started coming here? No, someone showed me how. Well, another member did? No, uh, um... I forgot what well, was some place that shows you how to tie the timing because this was before the cortex stopped. Oh, yeah. So you had to be at the uh, 42 bus at Central Western for uh, you had about 15 minutes. And then if you missed it, you have to wait, I think it was something like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. The cortex stop makes a big difference. Yeah, it does make a big difference. So that's a new metro stop that's closer to Independence Center. And that makes it a lot easier for members to get here. So what else do you do when you're here? You do the supply room. Sometimes I do the wellness center. And one of my new goals I'll probably do next week is um, hoping with the newsletter and the meme. Oh, yeah. I hope last time. Uh, next week we're probably going to start doing it again and I told my uh, case my staff upstairs that um we can make that a goal yeah that you can continue to work on the newsletter yeah putting them in envelopes and stealing them yes and mailing them out to other members and there's something really important that goes out in the newsletter that you always keep us updated on, and that's the lunch menu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so something our listeners may not know about you, Gabe, is that every day I can count on Gabe to know what's for lunch in the kitchen and for him to tell me and anybody else who's working here what's for lunch. So that goes out in the newsletter every day, and you always keep tabs on what's for lunch, right? Yeah. Do you go up to the kitchen and ask every day or do you have it memorized? Sometimes I remember and sometimes it'd be something they don't have that much they can't remember. 
like today it says on the meal got at home. I didn't answer upstairs, but it's it says it like um meatballs, sub and uh tater tots. That sounds good. Sounds like a good lunch. So what are some of the things that you want to work on at Independence Center? Like you want to do the newsletter? Uh, yeah, that was a new goal for last week. I met with my staff. I'm assigned to upstairs. Do you, in addition to going to the clubhouse, do you go to the clinic, the health group, IC health group? No. I go to the meeting on Wednesdays about the um, orientation and tour guide meeting. Yeah. With uh, Naomi. Yes. Are you a tour guide? No, this they just talk about stuff like that. Maybe you can become a tour guide. You'd be a good tour guide, I think. Oh. <laughs> I you know enough about this organization. You'd be good at giving tours. Somebody would be. Lucky to have you show them around. Why do you think it's important to come every day? I like the members and staff and um, I don't have to say I'm watching TV all day and the food's good too. (laughs) (laughs) The food is really good. So have you been able to build a lot of friendships since coming here? Yeah, I'm not going to say his name, but I met uh, someone at the hospital who is a member here. And And that's how I learned who the person was. I thought the person was actually the staff that worked with the hospital. Oh, well, that's cool. I saw him here at the hospital. I saw the the person here. It's like, you work? I thought you worked there. But it is nice to know other members and just. Yeah, the ones I talk to are nice like me. That's good. I think a lot of them are nice like you. Yeah. So what what do you think the biggest benefit of coming to the clubhouse is? I, I just like the people here. A lot of them are nice like me, so get along with them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I'll ask you one final question. And that's a question I've asked everybody that's come on the podcast. And it is, if you could debunk one myth about mental illness, what would it be? You know, I thought a long time ago that people with a certain mental illness were like, um, I thought they like they didn't work, they were mentally ill, so they had an excuse. Um, I think it is sort of different, but you can still get. I like the way they can give you a job here. I'm not looking for a job right now, but I'm just saying that, like, um, I see homeless people, I don't know if they're mentally ill or not, but they. They look fine enough for me to, to me to work instead of pulling a sign. But yeah, but but, but it, it's so it is so different mentally ill when it comes to jobs. But that doesn't mean you can't get one though. Right, right. I mean, you've had. I mean, it's sort of different, but that doesn't mean you can't get one though. 
you've had three jobs. That sounds like two TEs and one in Texas. So people with mental illness are definitely capable of having a job. Yeah. That's a good myth to debunk. Yeah. So Gabe, thanks for being in the podcast today and talking with me. If you guys listening want to know more about transitional employment, TE, which is what Gabe and I were talking about earlier, you can look in our show notes. If you are looking for resources for yourself or someone, you know, you can go to our website, which is www.independentcenter.org for a list of local and national resources. And I think that's it. Gabe, thanks so much for being on the podcast.